0: Else has already said it this is the best of the best. The best ones aren't as good as you probably think they are. What is best in life? I did the best I could. Doing my best. best of best. Best, 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 best,
1: best, 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 best. Hello, hello, and welcome to Best of the Best podcast with myself, Connor Keys. Alongside me, as always, Mister Ronan Mullen.
2: I you were going to start singing there. Hello, I, hello.
1: It's after work week. Yeah. <laughs> it's, very, it's Christmassy. It's, this is new, This is after Christmas. This is after Christmas and uh, this is getting us ready for the whole big 2020 vision. Oh, <sighs> Jesus. I know, 2020. Yes, you're very welcome and, and thanks for joining. A wee bit of a different one this time. Mm. Um, our best of the best is uh, this week, a review of the best of
2: 2019.
1: Yep. Anything goes, all bets off
2: bets off we're not going to do the century of the decade because oh yeah right no, the it's sound of dec- too, dec- fucking yeah, it's right. too much jesus christ we'll be here all week
1: i'm just glad we're finally into the thing now where we can start talking about the 20s and the 30s and the 40s because yeah no, we had no, t- 10 no 10 doesn't have a 10s don't have it and the is the, the o's didn't have it so now we're in the 20s so now we're finally into an actual century Twenty
2: twenty vision. <laughs> remember that song
1: No. So... uh, (laughs) Look it up, kids. (laughs) Uh, Yes, you're very welcome. So, I mean, obviously, 2019 uh, produced a lot of uh, great uh, material across all formats, and it's going to be hard for us to uh, narrow it down. These are just our uh, selections. So if you have... uh, if you feel that we have left some out and you're maybe a wee bit upset that we've left things out, uh, fuck away off and do your own podcast. Not so, only that, <laughs> if, if if it's
2: left, it's not delivered. There's no, too it's much. There's fucking, it's too, fucking much. too much. Like, yeah. and there's stuff we haven't seen yet. There's good films like Knives Out, the new and Johnson one. Yeah, right, it's amazing, but yeah. I haven't seen it yet, no, so I haven't seen it. no, I can't put it up there.
1: Okay, so uh, on that positivity, um, <laughs> <we> <laughs> the positive tip. <laughs> Uh, we'll we'll kick things off then. So best of the best in regards to 2019, uh, we're going to look at television. Television. Now, uh, already I have to say that Veep for me is on there. I know we've done it as an episode. It was a great
2: end. A very a, good and end. And as we said in the episode, me and you were like, every Monday morning or Tuesday night or whatever, whenever we'd finished it, we were just both texting each other. Have you seen yeah. it yet? And yeah. if it was a year and a, it would just be a pause. Seen it now, <laughs> and there was just like a back and forward for every episode. Uh,
1: yes, yeah, so brutal, go, brutal. Go back and listen to our episode on it. Um, but go and watch it ultimately. Mm-hmm. But a uh, great finish to uh, a fantastic show and uh, a nice way of, of rounding it all off. That was sort of mm, what mid 2019 finish, yeah, and uh. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to talk too much about that one because we did a full episode on it, so go back and listen to the Veep one, but uh, definitely uh, one of the best TV shows of 2019. Uh, Right, what else have we got?
2: Uh, My favourite of the year, I have two favourite TV shows. I've only got, I picked a top five and two of the five are TV, so okay, um, Succession has to be the number one
1: for me. Okay, I haven't seen it, tell me.
2: It's on its second season Mm -hmm. and it finished uh, a month or two back. Um the first season ended on a big huge cliffhanger Mm -hmm. um but not the type of cliffhanger that you think uh, would normally be the, the the state of play but the same thing happened in the second with an even bigger uh slap in the face right um it's basically about these this billionaire family called the roy's and they um they own media conglomerates and a lot of other and it's basically just a bit of power struggle. Obviously, the title itself, Succession, who's taking over the family business sort of thing is the idea from the start. But uh, the the characters themselves, you, you, you've you got the impression from the start who's going to be, who who's the favorite mm-hmm. and who's going to be, but it changes like, a- a- every family member ends up being the favorite at some point. Right. Uh, but okay, it's written nice. by Jesse Armstrong, who is a British writer who wrote for Peep Show and he wrote for The Day Today and he wrote for Partridge and Chris Morris and all these guys. Mm-hmm um so it's quite witty
1: okay so yeah you're gonna get top quality yeah it's there, it's
2: yeah. as acidic as veep at times nice uh and it's funny but it's got a more dramatic overtone um a lot of the family vying against each other relatives of you know husbands and wives fighting against each other who aren't actually the roy family but and then there's a a strange cousin turns up and he's involved in the whole thing and it's just amazing
0: really
1: it's and what 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 uh, networks do that matter. What it's HBO? Oh, it's HBO! Oh, mm-hmm. even better. Lovely. If, you, if you're listening to the podcast regularly, you'll know our our, our love for uh, HBO is yeah on binding. Um, and so you've got. I mean, is there I, again? I'm I'm completely in the black. Unless um, anybody well known in it? Brian or? Cox isn't. It? Oh, Brian Cox. Okay. Brian Cox
2: right. is the the head of the family.
0: Um.
2: He's the, 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 the guy who built the company to what it is And he's the one who they think is on his way out Because he's doing some strange things You know, they think he's got dementia he, he, In one episode he takes a piss in the carpet in his own office And does he it. do
1: like all the star- astrology and all the star stuff as well? Is that just like, does he, or how does he No, 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 you've got the wrong Brand Cox Ah, uh, yeah, okay I did of course, I'm trying to be yeah, funny That didn't work That that works
2: uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay, Culkin's brothers in too Kieran. Colton? Kieran?
1: Oh, Kieran. Kieran's it. Jesus, Ciarán? Jesus, I haven't seen him in a long time. Eh? He's, well, he's looking well. I haven't see, uh, the last time i seen him, it was in some sort of indie thing. Uh, he was in Scott 10. Pilgrim versus The World, remember? Scott Pilgrim. He's but he kid. was in... What was it? Was it Paul Thomas Anderson or some sort of... There is... It was I, like I a, know
2: what you're talking about. There is... Eggby Goes Down. Eggby Goes Down. They thought That's it was based one. on
1: um, Catcher in the Rye. Sort of around that mm-hmm. sort of writing. I remember seeing that, yeah. <coughs> oh, so Kieran Culkins in this and Brian Cox. And uh, obviously Brian Cox from... Um, e- X-Men. X-Men and uh, Manhunter.
2: And Ma- Ma- Manhunter.
1: The first Hannibal, wasn't it? He? He's the first Hannibal. Yeah, first Hannibal actor. And... Uh, so Succession and, and you're into season two, do you say? It's just finished season two. Okay. And
2: I think they've got it locked in for an hour or two after this. So they've got they've got a plan, like.
1: Okay, definitely. So succession, get on that then. Succession amazing.
2: Secondly What's your second and the choice? The only on? reason it's second is because it sort of ended very vague. Watchmen. Okay. Um if you haven't seen it, it's based on the Watchmen graphic novel by Al Moore. But his name is nowhere near it. Just All like right. his name was nowhere near the film. Mm-hmm. Um, Does he not agree with that sort of thing? Or well, there a was a there was a huge struggle that happened at DC Vertigo Comics when they took Alan Moore in the 80s from 2000 AD. Right. He was a writer and uh, basically their head writer in 2000 AD for a time in the 80s. They took him on because he had a lot of original stories. The th- 2000 AD and New the they didn't pay it very well. So he uh, moved over to DC Vertigo in New York. Mm-hmm. And DC Vertigo locked him down for this big deal, got him a lot of money. He banged out like... An unbelievable amount of top-quality stories, like The Killin' Joke, V for Vendetta, mm-hmm. From Hell, all oh, these, yeah, right. and Watchmen's slap-bang in the middle of it. Right. So, but what he didn't realize in the contract that he signed was they were allowed to re-release, reproduce Watchmen every anniversary, every this, uh-huh. every that, and he just wanted it, one edition to be sold. He didn't like the commercialization of it, uh-huh. but he signed up to a major fucking, mm. so... He Staying has been that lane, that's yes, it, yeah. exactly. And he's been at sort of loggerheads for a century or so with right. these companies that don't actually particularly care because he's created the content, it's theirs, they can do whatever they want with it. Yeah, probably. so that's what's been happening, even the film. Now, the film changed the ending okay. of the Watchmen uh, graphic novel. Um, the end of the graphic novel has a large
1: squid. Right, yes. I remember the end of the film. Yeah, it's...
2: It's it's different. Yeah, I um, have Squid appeared, I There's know. no Squid. But I think... That, it's that
1: was Zack Snyder, wasn't it? It was Zack Snyder. Yeah. No, it's,
2: it's, it's very loyal up until that point. That's there's point, a few right. bits omitted, uh, but it's very, very loyal. And it's a good film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, really there's an extended it, yeah. cut of it that's amazing. And he did a great job. Everybody remembers that one.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: This feels like you're watching... Something within the same universe, yes. Obviously, none of the same actors are playing the characters. Yeah. Um, But they're older now, and it's later on. Um, Dr. Manhattan's still about. Right, okay. Ozzy Mandes is still about. Uh, They reference a lot of the characters from the book, Uh, Moloch and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But it takes on its own world. Everybody thought it was going to be a continuation, safe, but they went a completely different direction, and it's amazing. Maybe Okay. There's one episode in particular, which is a flashback episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all in black and white. And Regina King, who's in it, the Oscar winner, Regina King, and mm-hmm. she's fucking phenomenal. Better, she's in it. it. And she uh, takes these tablets that allow you to um, go back into someone else's memories. They can reserve their own memories in a tablet. And then mm-hmm. when they're getting older, they can take these tablets and reminisce. Right. Okay. So she takes these tablets to save them i'm not ruining anything for anyone you won't know what the fuck's going on with
1: them. and there are other tablets out there that can there are other be tablets reminisce. out there
2: but they're somebody else's memory so she goes back in time to remini- to, to to relive experiences that her grand her grandfather had right okay and it's one of the best episodes of tv i've ever seen in my life right it's genuinely jaw-dropping like every single scene you're going how the fuck did they think of this? And you sort of get the impression that they built the whole season around that notion, right? Well, but I, it, I kinda, it expands I, bigger than that. There's, I kind
1: of avoided it because I, 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 I love the film so much. I thought maybe they were just going to sort of make a cheap version of it, or like you know, I'd try and think. So no, uh, glad to hear that they've went. Lindelof doesn't fuck around, like no, uh, yeah, he when he's when he's committed, like he's mm-hmm. yeah, he's very he's very in. good. Um, and
2: it's got one of the best soundtracks I've seen in TV. It's Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross do the music for the film but it's uh, I mean you you sort of have to watch it I've seen a lot of comments online people are like it's a bit weird isn't it yeah it's fucking squids and all man yeah we're all about superheroes in New York and the countdown clock and fucking nuclear war and yeah that's a yeah it's not supposed to be it's
1: gonna be strange yeah it's gonna be a bit weird uh okay, the Watchmen, so uh or Watchmen. 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 Um okay, so and, and again where's that been shown? Is that hi- That's uh, HBO? HBO as well. <coughs> okay.
2: one season, it's just finished. So if you want to watch it, it's all up there and I think sky have it all on demand. Okay, good stuff. Uh right, what else is your, your choices? We got uh I gotta give a mention to the the deuce because really? it finished this year.
1: It's third season. I'm so raging. I watched the first episode a lot, and I just and I loved it. I just haven't had the chance to go back to it. And it, it was it's about amazing. It, and, uh, it, I it really is. Out. So I need to get that uh, sorted out. Um,
2: it's 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 uh, set in the
1: seventies, and it and uh,
2: it sort of drags itself through the seventies to close to near the eighties. Okay. in The eighties, right? Okay. But it's um, yeah, it's a sight to behold. There's a lot of work put into that, and I'm not sure if it. And the particularly well but it's HP also it doesn't really need to because yeah. it subscribes so. and it's p- the people behind the
1: deuce are
2: the people behind the wire David yeah. Simon
1: etc so it's their new new baby yeah um and everything they touch is you know I, I, I was a massive fan of Trammy um yeah brilliant. I loved Tremé. brilliant show great show and um it didn't get shown over here even, I don't think? No. I don't think it no, didn't No, not even yeah, since no repeats since Guy or something. No. no, there's nothing. If you ever get a chance to get a wee uh, hooky download. Um, I, I mean, i mean pretty sure.
2: Then again, it's HBO. The boxes are probably still fucking really dear.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, spelled T-R-E-M-E. Um, pronounced Tremé. Mm-hmm. Based in New Orleans after the uh, Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. But. Um, a lot of the same vibe. The a wire. lot of the same actors too. A lot of the same actors, yeah. And. And. Uh, Music is just out, oh, that's of the, out of this world. So even if you don't have the film or you can't get access to it, go to Spotify and go and look or, or iTunes and look for a uh, soundtrack and uh, you'll you'll see what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the Deuce. Um, uh, and again, the Deuce soundtrack is very... Um, it's very good, awesome. Yeah, very, very mm-hmm. good. I mean, they're good selection and that. So um, We talked about Mindhunter. Now, you had talked to me about uh, Mindhunter, but uh, I just haven't done that yet. But... Like I said to you earlier on, a couple of other episodes ago, uh, once you hear it from like three or four people, I have had like three or four select people that if I hear that recommendation from them, mm-hmm. I'm going, okay, it's good. And this was one of them. This is one. Well, that's I I been, sort
2: of have a storied history with Mindhunter because I had read the book. Okay. Because I was obsessed with um, John Douglas, who wrote the book, um, co-wrote the book. Sorry, because he is uh, a major portion of what Silence of the Lambs is based on. Okay. So the FBI investigation, the unit that runs, uh, these sort of special crimes, um, he was the head of that, but he ended up having to go out and interview people right? and those people ended up invariably being you know, psychopaths and serial killers and people who committed manslaughter on a grand scale. <laughs> so there was no real term serial killer, et cetera, no. but he coined it. Um, when it was announced, like you, your brain automatically goes into fucking pilot mode and you're like can you imagine who would do that i'd love if it was i'd love if it was mm-hmm. and everybody that you thought would be good doing it is doing it right so like andrew dominic mm-hmm. david fincher um they're all there right and they're assisting with the writing they're assisting with, and it looks It looks like a Fincher production from minute one. Yeah, Fincher's involved. Like House of Cards, sort of level of darkness. When it's dark, it's fucking dark. it's dark is black. (laughs) So that was exciting enough. The first season is phenomenal. The second season has a more storied thread in terms of they're brought in a few episodes into the Atlanta child murders. Mm -hmm. So they're brought to Atlanta to try to figure out who this killer is. And I remember reading the story that John Douglas. Uh, told a journalist years ago mm-hmm. and he was saying um, they had been looking for this child killer for ages in Atlanta and it was, it was killing exclusively you know African American children mm-hmm. and he said um, he was picked up at the airport by the Atlanta PD and he was brought through the neighbourhoods and he was going towards where the, most, the latest body was found and the police are chatting away to him and he's looking out the window and everybody at their door is staring at the car but they're staring at him in the back seat and he's like god they know i'm here anyway and he's like oh yeah yeah there wouldn't be many white folk would mm-hmm. walk around here without being spotted and he goes the killer's black and they're like what and he goes the killer's black and they were like we never even thought of that because <laughs> they automatically assumed the boogeyman would be a white person yeah which is you know that's and that that, that that time CO2 notoriously is a white a male yeah, by white a meal. Age. Yeah. so they couldn't ever assume that it was a person mm-hmm. so I knew that story from years ago and was like, geez, that's creepy as hell. That, that's the sort of conclusion he came to that quick. But it, um, it's a story in the season. Okay. But they also, uh, in one of the more extraordinary moments in the TV show, they interview Manson. Right. And it's the same guy who plays Manson in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay, right, yeah. But he's done up in a way that he looks like how Manson would look. In the mid to late seventies, um, and the guy in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is the young nineteen sixty nine Manson. Uh-huh. But you can you can tell it's the same actor, but it's but, and he's phenomenal. Have you ever seen interviews with Manson? It's fucking manic, and he does it to a T. Manic for a he's only reason. in it like Not. he's only in it five minutes. Like
1: they're manic for a reason. Robert. Manic for a
2: reason. He yeah. wasn't a killer. He was just a fucking lunatic. A fucking, they wheel him out every six yeah. months or so Just out of, <coughs> so out of his
1: retirement home In fucking yeah. Florida
2: I'm not sure where Watchman's going to go uh, But I know Succession Ending on its best seasons That's why I didn't put Hunter in the top two Because I know okay.
1: it's just going to get better And uh, yeah well, again, As, as I say as Stephanie I'm hoping over the, the festive period To get a chance to catch up on it uh, We can't 2019 we can't not talk about The ending of all endings Mm. Game of Thrones Yeah Um, I know Game of Thrones Game of Thrones can be quite divisive Um, Some people love it Some hate it Uh, Mm -hmm. The ending I, I liked the ending I thought it was fine I mean I didn't know what else people were Wanting to happen Apart from the very saccharine sweet Predictable ending That is what Every thought was going to happen. Okay. Do um, so you thought it was all right for what it was? I thought the end was fine. I, I, I didn't. and I knew it had to come to an end. And I think if you get the context that the writers are working off nothing because they have no books left, so they had to try and figure out some sort of way of bringing it to an end. Uh, yeah, I didn't mind it. <coughs> I definitely didn't sign a fucking petition to go and get it rewritten. No, you know, no it's Christ, like, that was a bit weird. That was a very, very strange way of taking it. Um, we talked in the other episodes, uh, in the Sopranos one especially, I mean, if uh, Twitter had been as successful as it is now when Sopranos finale aired, it would have fucking melted just. yeah, Twitter would have broke down. Yeah, it, it really would have. Yeah, so entrance-wise, I know it got a wee bit of a stick, but the actual overall season was very good, very fast-paced. Um, I know it was a complaint of people who... You just meet people who watch it around. Yes. There's no, like, I've watched a few episodes. It's like, so I know the feeling people had of Game of Thrones. If you're listening and you haven't watched it and you've heard everybody talking about it, it does take a couple of seasons. Mm -hmm.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's
1: not a... You just fired a wee ring about you there, throwing your ring up. Uh, (laughs) You forget, there's, like, three seasons, maybe? I know I was entering season four going... I still don't know the names of these fucking characters. Well, here, here <laughs> just, was the I major... Knew they were, but I don't know what the names are.
2: That was the major problem. See, once they started tying the story together, uh, end of the third, last, second, last season, the stuff with, um, you know, the the legacy of Jon Snow mm-hmm. and the Targaryens and all this, that's when I started going, they didn't need to do that. Yeah. Because that's just pandering to people who don't have a fucking clue what's going on. Yeah, People were watching going, did you see the dragon playing about No. You uh, see your man through the thing at the door and you're like, mm-hmm. you're not getting what this is about. But I knew where they were coming from because, like you said, once you you could clearly see season five, I think, mm-hmm. that that's the book stopped. Yeah, or you could see where it stopped. It yeah. all started
1: going like a fucking action film. Like That's yeah. what it was. So fast paced. It was and just it, it, flying. It, it,
2: it forgot about stuff it
1: hadn't tied up yet. Yeah. It forgot about stuff it promised to answer and didn't answer. And in one way, I love the fast paced stuff. Because every episode was like a fuck, as you say, an action movie. it was. Yeah, like an hour was. and a half long, nearly, mm-hmm. uh, an hour and 20. And so it was a full-on movie. And done, you can see where the budget went to. The money was yeah, well absolutely. spent on it. But uh, it just lost that sort of gravitas that it had mm-hmm. in the first, well, whatever was based on the books, the first five seasons. So... Uh, Still a couple of shockers and still, you know, still plenty to keep you interested.
2: Probably keep you interested, but it definitely dipped in form.
1: Yeah, and if and it that's stayed, why it's... If it's,
2: it stayed at the pace it was at up until like season four or five, yeah, it would have been amazing.
1: Well, that's why it's in the best of the best for 2019 review, because it couldn't be in as an entire show. No, no, no. Because in, in, in its entirety, it's not worth, no. I don't think, in that But sense, if we're basing it off... It's not, worth, sh- it's not worth our accolades
2: no it's not worth our accolades and our that, prestigious accolades i know that it's just talking
1: into the microphone hbo executives are going to be absolutely gutted now that they yep. didn't get the ringing endorsement from best of best no. podcast but your final season kind of did it got
2: if we base it on the final season it's pretty like
1: it's yeah it's not it's,
2: great. Not, it's no. not great but uh, a special shout out before we finish with tv is for chernobyl yes because it was it was a brilliant bit of television it's yes. a limited series so You ain't getting more of that No, no Chernobyl 2 Back <laughs> <No> to Chernobyl Electric <laughs> Boogaloo <laughs> <laughs> Chernobyl 2 Electric Boogaloo But special mentions The two shows that I know Nobody, nobody watched uh-huh. Perpetual Grace And The Righteous Gemstones Don't even I'm not even going to tell you anything about them Look up Perpetual Grace And The Righteous Gemstones
1: Okay You're welcome um, Can we just Confirm before you They're not porn pa- They're not porn. not porn That's okay just want to confirm that That's fine uh, so I think TV-wise, that's, you know, we've pretty much... TV did good. Did all right. Like you did good, a, TV. It's been a healthy year now. All healthy. Fairness. Healthy. Now, uh, will we move on to the films? Go females. And will we go the negative first? And the movies? Uh, okay, we'll go negative first. Okay. Shout. First Irish one. Man. Irishman, yeah. Right.
2: I get it. I got it. I understood it. Yeah. Some grip bits. Mm. Why did it have to be three and a half hours long? Yeah. And why is every scene not answered by the scene before it? Why yeah. does it feel like 47 short films all glued together? Very strange film. It's, I just didn't feel it at all, no,
1: man. No, did not get it. Uh... And you know
2: what? When it finished, I turned around here and went, what's everybody complaining about? That isn't that bad. And then I sat. Mm. And then I watched the again and I went, mm. I get it. It's not sitting with me the way it should.
1: I think I said to you, once I get past the first 15 minutes of, oh, my God, there's De Niro and Pesci. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's Pacino. And then you're going, right, okay, let's get settled in there. And then I goes past, you're like, oh, no, it's coming. It's coming, oh, it's coming back.
2: There's going to be a bit,
1: and it's tying this to all together. It's going yeah. to start. It's going to making nope. sense now. It's going to be, see, what's going on. Nah. <coughs> no, man. Uh, as for the dodgy CGI, I just. I...
2: Well, let's put it this way. And it was said online. This isn't my. I didn't. I didn't come up with this at all. But somebody wrote on Twitter, if they would have just had a body double, and shown the scene of him in—is it Nam or Korea—the the scene of yeah, him at the war, war and he's yeah. the flamethrower. Uh-huh. If they just had it from behind him. Yeah. It would have been as effective as the weird fucking CGI in his face.
1: Yeah, very strange.
2: And not only that, any of the scenes where it showed him as a younger man trying to fight people, but clearly moving about like a 70-year-old man. Yeah. Again, a fucking body double from uh, behind him. And that weird fucking see, effect is of it, the window
1: it, breaking. Uh, is it De Niro or Pacino that's that's kicking somebody in the ground? De Niro? De Niro. And, in um, the restaurant? Outside, you know. Oh no, no, that's I that's that's when they're uh, uh, when he throws him after he throws him through the window. Isn't and it? the guy's obviously getting a, a beat down. Well, fuck me, Pank. There's no beat down there. I no. mean, even Marty, speed it up a bit or something because De Niro's legs. Just oh no, it's aren't in able. daylight. It's the it's guy that daylight. it's
2: the, the the guy from the butchers when he's kicking him on the ground. Oh
1: what <laughs> the. F- fuck that's and the one a, about man. He's, f- an old man he's an old man he's not doing them things get a fucking stunt double in because his legs don't move as fast so when you're watching the film i actually the very first time he just he was kicking him i was like well he didn't hurt no. <laughs> poor man doesn't have the fucking no. energy in his legs to stomping on somebody and so yes please marty uh i know you love your your mates and all but if this know, was, and, if and if this know, was a love, love letter and i know you're listening um just make sure <laughs> scorsese make sure you uh a few shows don't doubles just for the action stuff just for them but not even
2: that like the most sickening part was there's a good film in that three and a half hours like
1: yeah there's a good sort of well there's a great character film in there
2: because there's that's a, all it is there is it's a good a film in film there yeah. if I saw more minutes of Anna Paquin staring at people <laughs> with a disdain I a fucking I was going to
1: crack I was oh like, Jesus man, I at least let no. her go
2: I don't like humbly. <laughs> Or something. <laughs> Fucking
1: something. See how Mary's a dick. Anything. It was just... A, and I know people... I, I did see the sort of the, the other side of it. And I know you can't expect good fellas and I know you can't expect casino but you can't put this as being anywhere close to the other.
2: It's not close. And I don't just, rate casino no, as Casino's high, not as high it's as better right. But better yeah. Casino's
1: better. But even like the pace and the energy just the act, Like I don't want to say action because it's not... It's an old person. I mean just things happening, you know, I know man even when de niro did something quite shock i don't want to reveal it from him but yeah, yeah. when he did something quite shocking to his mate or whatever mm-hmm. it should have been a big thing yeah but it was like done two <laughs> seconds away you know it was like <coughs> and
2: that scene you're talking about it was it was done like an old man yeah you know like uh you, you ever see videos of old boys fighting <laughs> and like uh you know, like with the BuzzFeed heading? You wouldn't believe what this old veteran did to a guy on a bus. <laughs> and you're like, fuck off. And then you walk up and it's the weakest, weirdest oh, punch. Like yeah. he walks up and goes, "Sad to me again, buddy. I'm gonna knock you in your sucker drawer, and then he just throws this out. Weak, weird, fucking. Sl- <laughs> it was like that the whole way through the film.
1: For everything, the noise of the slap is picking is more, up a glass is more impactful. using a knife and fork. Oh,
2: it's, an band, it's,
1: it's an old man, dude. It's an old man. Fuck up, like you can't change that. Stephen Graham was a f- uh, breath of fresh air in it. It was great. But and he Dominic never... Lombrozzi from The Wire. And yes, was, yeah, he was fucking called. And uh, Cannavale as yes, well, yes. but they just didn't get used an awful lot. No, but they're brilliant character actors. Great actors, like you. they're
2: so good at playing. You, you stick them fuck, like Kevin Smith says with fucking Ben Affleck, you want to play Jaws, he can play Jaws. Yeah. You want them boys to play Jaws, they can, <laughs> play, can Jaws. play Jaws.
1: Yeah. Uh and that's the thing, I mean it's uh you know, it's 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 sad in a way because of <sighs>
2: The waste of money.
1: Well, the waste of money, but just when the like we've waited for so long to get well, especially De Niro and Pesci back together again, but to get De Niro Pesci and Pacino together Mm and being like the dream team yeah I know. and then it comes like that to the point to to the point i was like you'd have been better doing a fucking comedy yeah you're right you know the three boys because at the moment it was just a lot of staring a lot of looking and there was a lot of of somber faces and pesci like i don't know how many times is that the guy
2: (laughs) got my guy here is that the guy (laughs) yeah i just said that he's here (laughs) Send him over. <laughs> o- okay, guy, come here.
1: Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Like, literally are you the guy, over. And you're like, oh,
2: for fuck. <laughs> yes, he's the guy, Harvey oh, Kitell, for fuck me. But I'm K-Tel thinking K-Tel maybe well, yeah. maybe we're only being a bit harsh because I think we probably should have watched it in the cinema.
1: Yes. I did not look at it and think it's very beautiful it's, it's very cinematic, yeah, it's yeah, it very cinematic, cinematic. But, but, but again it shouldn't have to be no I mean, man that was a film. i mean it's and then maybe it's a sign of his age as well i mean because they are old i mean they're 70s yeah. I mean, they're 80 years of age um but i just thought there's plenty young ones about you mm-hmm. get some part of it where you could what i did notice and i don't know if you spotted this but do you remember in heat michael mann's heat was pacino and de niro yes the coffee future shop. podcast with him. The, yeah oh absolutely the coffee shop scene with mm-hmm. they talk there was a lot of talk that they weren't actually in the same scene in the same scene together and because of the controversy around it I presume and this is only me just fucking mm-hmm. tinfoil hat conspiracy theory I assume that's why De Niro and Pacino multiple times hug in the movie it's it's like it's, an, it's like an un, there's times where it's an unnecessary hug Okay, but it's like you're yeah. doing that to I go we are actually in this fucking scene together you know? yeah. it's almost like a wee statement this go, isn't CGI yeah, baby. There's no, there's, like, I'm, I'm hugging him we're actually here we're, we're touching balls like- uh, but it was because yeah they would never actually had done that before so that was the only thing that stood out for me I was like well, well they're actually in the same scene there's not somebody over the shoulder shot yeah. and it's not, they're there uh, so the Irishman yes uh, worst of the best and no, definitely the not, worst. The,
2: not definitely not the worst film. It's just
1: the best of the worst. It's heartbreaking
2: <laughs> because it's a it's a it's a great film, poorly done. Yeah, and that th- this and is that's coming from to me say, yeah. to
1: Martin Scorsese. I have no fucking right on earth, but that's how it felt to me. Well, not only really, I'll be just like I mean, it hurts me to even hear it, but it also I agree with it. And it hurts me to agree because I love his right. as, as body of work, uh, even fucking Hugo yeah but you go so brilliant oh it's it great i loved it but uh just yeah this one just isn't yeah didn't do it for me at all yeah. and it was just a maybe a maybe the hype built it up but i don't think any hype would have changed what the person did to the film no, no. and as you say far too long far too long could have been 220 easily <laughs> uh right so we're going to go on to we should get off uh the the bad ones there any other bad ones coming? out any joker 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 no, joker, joker.
2: no. I don't care. It would be too long. We need more podcasts. Yeah, it's not. It's not what you think it is. You're caught up in the hype. Stop it. Yes, stop it. Just yeah. stop it. All oh, right, it's over now. Go yeah. back and watch it again. Then you come back to me and you go, you, "Okay, the story is not great." And you're like, "That's what fucking eighty-five percent of a film's supposed to be." Yeah,
1: the story. Just because Joaquin is fucking brilliant phenomenal, phenomenal, brilliant, enough. deserves everything that comes to him. Does not mean it's the best film. No, know. it does not. No. And uh, I mean that. When I first heard there was going to be a Joker, I went, oh, for fuck's
2: sake. I was over the moon.
1: But I wasn't at the start. And then it was only when I heard it was Joaquin Phoenix. I was like, oh, okay. Because uh, well, I thought it was going to gonna be, be like a be Jared Leto type fucking. No, no, no. You know, no to the, be fair, I
2: heard Joaquin Phoenix and Joker together. So oh, I was right, no, just I excited. No. Cause, but then when I heard your man Todd Phillips, I went, Ah, mm, uh, yeah.
1: Okay. And Phillips' background guy? is like the. Uh, Old school and the hangover. hangover and, and all that stuff, yeah. So. I, was
0: like, I don't know.
1: And then uh, as more trailers come out, we talked and we, like, we would probably tagged each other wherever, every time the trailer was released, but I remember seeing the stand up comedy bit and going, Oh fuck me. Mm. everybody's gonna want to be a stand up now. Well they, they had that vibe about it because but thankfully then I watched someone, nah they're not. That's okay. Well what
2: I've I've had a lot of conversation with people about it and the best conversation I had about it was um with R Mac Pinky, and we were sitting talking and as we were talking we were both realising we were talking about the same thing. He was coming at it from a positive perspective, though, uh-huh. getting down to the negative, And I was starting negative going, <laughs> OK, but the positive is it isn't a poor film. It's a good film. But it's only good because it has an extraordinary performance that lifts it out of the shite. But I don't remember anybody else in the film. I don't remember any of the story of the film. It just dribbles along. Yeah. And I, I can't, I can't have that because I, I won't go back. No, well, it, and the story
1: has to grab you. It has to be, and it's not there. If it's just it's, the performance, then that's theater, and it's uh, that exactly. It's just it may as well be Ham Broadway. Oh, it's I just that man. Because everything know, else around it, no, it, sh- it should be to be and uh, to be an all-encompassing best film. You know, it has to be everything. It yes. has to be. So a let's get to our cast. Film. It has to be Let's get to something good. I read enough. We haven't done
2: anything good yet. Um, right, okay. so I've been, I've been fucking about with this one in my head for a while. Okay. Um, and it's flipped and flopped, and it's changed quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen Parasite, and I think it's one of the most phenomenal films I've ever seen. Okay. It's genuinely, mind-blowingly good, yet it's still not my favourite film of the year. Right. My favourite film of the year is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Wait. The reason it's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is because when I first seen it, I said, I'm going to need to watch that again Mm -hmm. because I don't hate it Mm -hmm. and in fact I think I love it but I need to watch it again because you know yourself Connor, you don't want to just fall head over here in love with me you got to go back you got to give it a wee tickle you got to get a few wee flowers wee chocolates so the wee flowers and chocolates were the recent blu-ray release Mm -hmm. where I've watched it four times in two weeks
1: we well we need to do another podcast about how much fucking spare time you have, but anyway that's uh, well, that's late a night, small man. separate topic. Late night, I, I have late nights too, but you still. see that's uh, that's the fucking problem. Uh, yes, I watched. Uh, you see, this is the problem. with Me, <laughs> this is the only problem. Oh no, this is one. Well, it's a big one because I love films, right? Mm-hmm. But there's something happens to me in the cinema.
2: I I'm I think I'm getting you.
1: Yeah, so. Now, call it being... Uh, call it fate. Call it love. <laughs> call it whatever you want, but I would say I'll just call it being fucking knackered uh, with Williams. Yep, that's cool, man. That uh, for the last five years, I have a 100% record of sleeping in the cinema. No matter how excited I am... Or how short the film, film? How long the film? No matter how much I've wanted to see it. Avengers. No matter how fucking loud it is. No matter how much action is going on. Avengers. <laughs> These are all Avengers. I'm gone. Oh, Connor. Sleeping. As soon as the lights out, keys is out. And uh so it's got to the point now, so this is what I'm leading to. It's got to the point now, I just won't pay the money. I also don't have anybody come with me because they don't want to sit beside me snoring. But I so I don't get the cinema anymore. That's um all right. because I waste money. So but what happens is I'm such a Tarantino fan. I wanted to see it uh on release. So I did a very, very bad thing, Ron. A very bad thing
2: you stick your wiener in the vcr
1: i did no two, i got it wrong I, did, I got it wrong i did two very bad things wrong i yep. uh i downloaded a version of it oh uh, no the cam no, one the cam version the camcorder version i just thought I, i'm gonna put my headphones on here in the wee fucking laptop and I'm just because i know one of the biggest things in tarantino is uh dialogue so i thought i'll see the di- hear the dialogue at least and then i'll well I'll, I'll, I'll watch it when i Blu-ray, and the it was a weird watch because okay. what I got was a camcorder version. Like I say, And anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about. Basically, what happens is some fucking munchos sits in the cinema with a camcorder and in the Ukraine. It. I'm sure we all know a bit like what it was are, but just in case you didn't know, so this one then what happened was I got it. I got to watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as a comedy.
0: Mm.
1: The amount of laughter in that cinema. Some it of it's seems. pretty funny, no? <laughs> there are funny, but some of it felt like laughing at it as opposed to with it. Okay. Especially the Bruce Lee scene.
2: Yeah, that is pretty funny, to be fair.
1: Um, and parts. It, but, it, but they weren't laughing at the dialogue. They were laughing at the way it was being delivered. Like, as I mean, oh my God, is he really doing a fucking Bruce Lee impersonation? Mm-hmm. It was that type of laugh. And there was a lot of that throughout this version I watched. So it changed my whole... Um, Perspective. If I had been in that cinema, then you would have been, you know, obviously in the in the audience of laughter and then laughing with them. There are some really, really good uh funny parts in it. Mm-hmm. But when you know yourself, when you're watching it by yourself, you're not getting that oh, proper laugh out loud. No, you're taking. I've it seen it then with this crowd, uh, and then you're like, oh, because it was a pack cinema, oh, like right. every seat taken, so there was proper laughter, and you're like, oh, okay, this is it's changed for me now. Because when I watch it and play right then, I'm going. Oh, that was a point when there was a really big laugh mm-hmm. there, but it didn't still have the same impact. Okay. So that's a weird thing. We've talked about I've talked about it before in regards to comedy in general. I mean, laughter in a crowd is a lot easier than laughter sitting by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I thought I thought Brad Pitt and DiCaprio were amazing. I thought, especially DiCaprio. I thought he was.
2: I think the, the performances are very,
1: very good, and they're both getting awarded for it. Yeah, Pitt's just a fucking stoner as he normally is. He just but, looks, he acts like a stoner, like he normally yeah, is. Yeah,
2: but he, he he sort of he's the central focus of the film. If if I'm honest, there isn't really a central person in the film. But no. uh, well, I would, I would argue Margot Robbie because she's fucking glorious in this film. She doesn't say very very no, much, yeah, but she is the sort of the. the the hanger that you hang your coat on in the whole film. She's she just wait yeah.
1: like drifts through scenes and She's the epitome of innocence in this as well. Like, yes, just, absolutely it's like uh without saying anything, you still feel um there's that sort of darkness sweet uh, but there's that sort of sweetness as well mixed in with the fucking the badness. Um but yeah, like I, like you say, there's very little and he, uh, Tarantino got a bit of stick about that when it came out. You he know, did, but he, I, I don't think anybody got a bit of the first hour. Or something like she that.
2: She's very little dialogue, but yeah. when she does, she's the sweetest, nicest person in the world. And she's, she's Sharon Tate. Like, I mean, yeah. it's fucking, yeah. You, you don't need her to speak. No. You know it's Sharon Tate. And the, the scene in particular where she turns up to see her own film and is adoring how, yeah how much she's a movie star. And she's not doing it out of an ego trip. She's doing it because she's just blown away that she's been able to. Yeah. To do this sort of thing, and like
1: that, the sort of scene reflecting uh, life, what I was talking about, the scene of her in the cinema, hearing other people laughing at her scene, you know, it's all.
2: I didn't. I just thought it was really sweet. Yeah, like because it's like, and she's turning around and looking at people reacting to her her as an actor on screen. Don't realise she's sitting there. It's a beautiful sort of scene. Yeah,
1: and uh, I always wondered at that. You know, does that happen? I'm sure it does. I'm sure some I'm actors sure must go and do a matinee and don't tell nobody they're in the film and they're going to sit and watch and Yeah, I remember themselves.
2: seeing an Adam Sandler documentary where he turned up to one of his film's premieres and sat in the back seat laughing his head off going, <laughs> he's so funny! <laughs> like, and people were like, who's this dick? And it was Adam Sandler laughing at his own film. But no, the what I noticed in watching it again, and it's sort of, it's strange, but the atmosphere of the film is phenomenal. Mm. If there was a moment I was watching it upstairs I had watched about half an hour of it. Karen came home and then I hadn't. I was going, I just want to finish it. So I went upstairs and was in the spare room and turned the TV on, stuck around the TV, watching away. And whatever happened, I had to turn the volume down. I think I was on the phone. And I was watching the scenes without any dialogue or any music uh-huh. or nothing going on. And it just looked unreal. It like. like that. And I, I will also the testament to Tarantino's soundtrack abilities, but... It is a phenomenal soundtrack.
1: Oh, man, that's crap. That's and there's
2: a, t- a bit where uh, that version of California Dreaming's playing, mm-hmm. and they're going through the Hollywood Hills in the dark, and you start to see the lights of all the signs starting to turn mm-hmm. on, and the old cars, and it's proper. What isn't CGI is physical, and you can yeah, tell the difference. Yeah, you can tell, yeah. But Downtown Hollywood sort of still looks that slightly rustic anyway in, yeah. in, in parts. And you can see where they had to take out a fucking major building, but it's just brilliant to watch. And... If you can say that, a bit of film. But I will say, for me, the standout performance is the young hitchhiker who Brad Pitt picks up to take to Spawn Ranch. Yes. Uh,
1: who's Margaret Qualley. Right, I didn't know who it was, but she, she definitely does stand out. I mean, She's brilliant. Yeah, she's unbelievable because it's a very small part of it. Very small but, part. But. but
2: she plays one of the hippies who mm-hmm. lives in Manson's commune. Mm-hmm. And you don't know this. Um, until uh, Brad Pitt's character takes her to Spawn Ranch because he was a stuntman and Mm -hmm. he worked in Spawn Ranch before Mm -hmm. so he goes to see um, is is my old buddy still there the Mm -hmm. guy that owns the ranch so he turns up and she's there and her personality starts to change in Mm -hmm. the car outside of the car but you know who she is no she's Andy McDowell's daughter get out of it hi
1: no right
2: Kevin Smith's daughter's in it Uma Thurman's daughter's in it
1: I knew Kevin Smith's
0: daughter Bruce Willis' daughter in it didn't know that Right. And they're
1: all part of that group of Mansonites.
0: Oh, at the at the ranch,
1: right, yeah. At the ranch, and uh, is it Bruce Dern? Bruce Dern. Bruce Dern is a, is a, another.
2: Uh, He's the man. He uh, that was meant to be um, Burt Reynolds. Oh, right. Burt okay. Reynolds passed away before the yeah.
1: filming. Burt
2: God bless the Burt Burt Reynolds. Berton <laughs> Burt <laughs> uh,
1: But the, the actual, I mean, obviously Tarantino then does what he does at the end with his own unique. Take on things.
2: I think it's the bit be- I think the Hitler taken in *Glorious Passage* was a bit silly,
1: personally. Uh, I think, yeah, I think, I, I think this is done I, at the time when, when it was happening. I was going, "What?" I know. And then obviously like I think it turns you watch it back you're like, okay, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm no, Arizona. it's still good. It's still one of my favourite yeah. films. Don't, uh, but, don't this get me one, wrong. Uh, but this
2: one isn't as as far fetched as that no, one is.
1: No, you definitely could see this happening. Yes. <laughs> and again the comedy in it too of the whole It's very comedic. Yeah, very um, It's just it's Well I'm it's comedic, but it's also fucking gruesome, <laughs> it's but brutal. it's, yeah, it's, it's really absolutely brutal.
2: Absolutely brutal. But DiCaprio walking out steaming <laughs> with a jug of margaritas, shouting Fucking hippies! Had <laughs> a car of hippies that he doesn't realize are the, the the Mansonettes who are about to turn up and yeah commit one of the heinous crimes in American history. Yeah, uh,
1: which we won't spoil. No, we won't spoil it. And uh, but no, I, I adore Charlie. It. Charlie's played well in this by the same guy we talked about earlier. Yeah, but he's what only in well. it
2: for like thirty seconds.
1: Yeah, not very little, and it's still yeah. intense and a wee bit creepy. Yeah. Um so once upon a time in America or, or America and Hollywood are we uh, are we going to well, I would probably yeah I'm I'm going to go me, for my for best. Me, it really is. Okay so there you have it the official seal of approval the best of the best film of the year uh goes to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few other shout outs um Booksmart Booksmart's brilliant which uh, a
2: really funny comedy that's really well done really well acted and it's it's genuinely buster like I've said before over and over again there's two moments in this film where I proper snorted laughing ah there's some really great fucking the guy singing Alanis Morissette man (laughs) 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 I was fucking in bits
1: Uh, Booksmart's basically the only way to describe it is a female super bad yeah Uh, so sort of for those two high school friends and their journey towards graduation and finishing off um, Mm -hmm. but they're the nerds And they want to try and be the, have one final hurrah before they go. Uh, Very well done and very well put together. And I mean, uh, as you say, funny as fuck too. And it just sort of came out of nowhere. It was like a sort of uh, unknown leads. And Mm -hmm. um, again, sort of almost reflecting, a full reflection on Superbad. Mm -hmm. Uh, We didn't know who John Hill was at the time and all that sort of stuff. No, no. but yeah, so get a look at Booksmart if you can. We also have uh, two of Ronan's choices here.
2: Uh, Parasite. Well, I've mentioned Parasite. It's, yeah, and it's, uh, it's unreal. Uh, just, just watch it. I'm not going to tell you what it's about, but it is a foreign film. But don't be put off. It's, it's actually, it,
1: it's. Do you sp- mean to have to read as
2: well? You might be reading it. I have to put on my readers. Is that what the fucking reading glasses? Is that <laughs> damn foreign, boy? Uh, and the other film is Uncut James, which I've only just watched two nights ago, but it's a, a Rafski Raff, Brothers um, film, and they're like uh, the new indie sort of darlings at the minute. Mm-hmm. But they've wrote and created a, a brilliant film, a really, really good film, and Adam Sandler is the lead, and he's being touted for Oscar glory up there with Joaquin Phoenix. Jesus. And he is very, very good in it. I mean... It's not a comedy. Yeah. He plays this strange well, fucking character, man.
1: Recently he did the cobbler, didn't he, at one point. Wasn't That's that a pile of shite. The but then he uh Punch Drunk Love, Punch was, Drunk his love was his first and pretty much only
2: dramatic so ser- and he's brilliant in that too. Yeah, I love that film.
1: But it's PTA, isn't it? That's Paul yeah. Thomas Anderson. And Sanderson. he uh I mean that was amazing that film. It is, it it it's was brilliant. Whatever I see brilliant Sanders and the Paul Thomas Anderson film. I was like, What?
2: I remember reading an in interview with Paul Thomas Anderson and he said um he was working on a skit. You know one of the video skits they do for Saturday Night Live? Uh-huh. And he said he was working on one of them and he was doing it with Adam Sandler. And they were like, why have you got Adam Sandler and you film? And he went, have you fucking seen Adam Sandler? And they were going, yeah. And he went, have you ever seen him doing anything dramatic? And they were like, no. And he says, I have. What was it? And what he meant was, prepare yourself. Yeah. Because he's very good at it. But in this, he is certifiable. Like, it yeah. is crazy how good he is. It's about... Um, the diamond industry in New mm-hmm. York and the sort of Jewish uh, stranglehold that it has on it but this guy's a gambling addict and right. he's taking people's jewellery to appraise it and he's using it against bets <laughs> and, he's,
1: and it's but it's really really good it's really Uncu- good uncut gems uncut okay, gems so there's, there's our, our, our shot in the dark uh, recommendations there so go and take a look at them right uh, music oh. documentaries
2: first we'll fly through documentaries documentaries I really want to talk about documentaries because I was very very close to naming this the film of the year and it's the diego maradona documentary
1: yes it's
2: fucking phenomenal diego. yeah it's uh, unbelievable it's genuinely one of the most enjoyable documentaries i've ever seen and i would i was going to put it up a phone but i thought it wouldn't be fair yeah um it's from the same guy who did uh amy winehouse one and the Ayrton senna one ah uh, yes yeah and he's very very good yeah there's no talking heads it's all done overdub so you can just hear the voices of people speaking uh, with footage, archival footage, all the time, constant. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's done with such beauty. This in particular, it isn't about the life story of Diego Maradona. It shoots from when he was a young guy and the upcoming greatest footballer in the world, uh-huh. straight to him being in Naples and joining Napoli in Italy. Right, uh, okay. And how much of a phenom he became and basically became a god. Yeah. There's, there's still murals of him all around Napoli, um, but also his downfall. And his meeting with the Italian mafia, the Cosa Nostra, and his involvement, heavy involvement with cocaine and drugs. Also, extramarital affairs. Children appear that he says aren't his. <laughs> uh, it just gets fucking nuts. <coughs> but it's primarily focused on his time in Napoli. Okay. Um, and it's so it, enjoyable. Yeah. It is. It is mind-blowingly good. I,
1: I. I really, really loved it on my list again there's a lot of lists <coughs> that, that one do. uh
2: the second one is the inventor alan G- alex gibney did about elizabeth holmes and she was one of these tech guru people who were going to be the next steve jobs she created this uh invention about revolution how blood was going to be tested people were able to go in and get their blood tests in pharmacies just by sticking their arm in and it would get sorted there and then and it turned out that all the samples were fucked <laughs> right uh and most of the, most of the samples uh, had been sort of pl- messed with. You have to watch the documentary to get the full. But also, she's one of the strangest characters you'll ever see. Right. She's got a very low voice. And she's always talking like that. There, and you're like, holy fuck. <laughs> so, but you get over that real quick when the story starts unfolding. Right. The other uh, one is the Ken Burns documentary, Country Music. I know right. A few of you might go, Roni? What? But Cam Burns is the guy who did like the Civil War documentaries, yeah. the baseball documentary. He did Vietnam, which is on Netflix, and mm-hmm. it's it's brilliant. The country music one is as good. No, it's sixteen hours long. That's what <laughs> of the history of country music, but it's sixteen broke, it's broke hours up into eight hour, eight episodes.
1: Oh, what's the history of country music? Well, I wouldn't wouldn't mind that as long as it's not. No, no, it's
2: not. It's not. uh, Obviously, you get to like episode around. Episode like
1: four or five, and you're still at like Hank Williams. All right, okay, okay. But it's brilliant, viewing. I could do that. So you can do that. Okay, so uh, country music, Uh, a local one as well. Then, yes. Um, No stone unturned. Absolutely, was a big one uh, here, Um, based on the.
2: Loughan Island. Locken
1: Island shootings. Massacre. In In uh, 1984. Yeah, during the World during Cup. During the World Cup. And, uh, yeah, I watched this earlier in the year. It then went out on RT as well. And, uh, I mean, it's gut-wrenching to watch it. Oh, it's, um, it's
2: actually last year.
1: But... Yeah, maybe it didn't get broadcast. This I
2: year, I, it was I it. couldn't find a stream, a broadcast. Nothing. No, then all of a sudden it was on a few sources all at one time. And at yeah, right. that's when and we I we watched it the same time. So I think you, it was last year. I watched it this year, so yeah. to
1: be fair. Um, but again, yeah. So I mean, if you get a chance to watch it, to go and watch it, I mean, it's 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 quite obviously a tough watch, and uh it's very tough. The families wanted to get to get it out there and to get the word mm-hmm. out.
2: um Again, Alex Gibney. He's brilliant yeah, Alex Gibney again,
1: it. and and well. i I got a wee bit shocked in it actually, in the fact that they they named people in this. Um, yeah. That they that they kn- well they say they know they allege that mm-hmm. are the shooters, which is even harder to watch because you have these families who are eleven miles apart from the people who they mm-hmm. are led to believe are the, are the killers. Um. But yeah, I mean, it, it uh, all, it, all it really does is is expose yet again um, what we already know, and that this was a very dirty fucking place. mm Hmm. Um, Dirty for a long it. time. Uh, so yeah, no stone unturned. Um, go and take a look at that. Uh, as, as Ronan said, uh, an Alex Gibney uh, documentary. <coughs> Something he does very well. Very well. Um, okay, so documentaries. We we'll, we'll covered that. Uh, music. 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 Music, music, um, music. We'll do music. Slash. Do you want me to go first? song. Yeah, go.
2: And you bid on your, uh, <coughs> my favorite album of the year is the Prince originals album. Okay, yeah. Which is all the original recordings that Prince uh, made and gave to other artists. Mm-hmm. So, like, it has Nothing Compares to You, Bishy to O'Connor on it. Yeah. Uh, Jungle Love. Oh, yeah. You got it? I got and it. And it's pretty much identical. Like, yeah. It it's... Right, yeah. Uh, basically, he would hand out the guts of the song or do a real over-the-top professional recording of it yeah. and um, either hand it directly to the artist and go, just give me, like, 50% or whatever or he would record it professionally and go... Do it exactly like that, <laughs> because if you don't do it exactly like that, it ain't Prince. Yeah, and they all were like, um, "But we have our own take on it." And he was going, "No, nah, I'm Prince. Yeah, I just fucking told you how <laughs> it's supposed to be. You fucking idiot.
1: Uh, nothing compares to you, the the, the his version's it's brilliant, amazing. Those um those chord fills, yeah, that aren't in durr, durr, yeah, aren't in Chineau- Connors' version. Yeah, durr,
2: durr. Uh, but also Manic Monday. Yes.
1: Oh, it's so such good. Such a great tune, man. Such a great tune.
2: I just love that album. I just uh, listened to it start to finish, but there's some songs that he didn't give to anyone. There's a few, there's one he gave to Kenny Rogers as well. Right. And he sings it in a sort of country way. <laughs> but uh, there's loads of songs he never released, but they're all found in this vault. And the best thing about this is the, the, the what we know now is we'll we'll get a Prince album every year. Yeah. Forever. For 50 years. And it'll be <laughs> fucking brilliant. Yes. But did you hear the, um, the other song I feel for you? Mm-hmm. Um, Shaka Khan was it that did it or something? Yeah. Did you hear his acoustic demo of it? No. Oh, man. Oh, nice. It blew me away. I mean, it's uh, not on, isn't
1: it even on this. He's, uh, he, he, well, I was going to say he is. He was, but I mean, it, well, he, technically he is because yeah, he he's, he's going to be bringing out the material on. for the next fucking number of years. But we're telling but this but, yeah, mad story
2: I've about. I've got his book for Christmas, and obviously it's Christmas presents, so I haven't opened it yet, but I can't wait to read it because there's this mad story about he had the only key to the vault that had all his recordings. And don't forget, remember Kevin Smith told Kevin Smith told the story, yeah. Loads in. of these professional, huge directors, film concerts in Paisley Park. Paisley Park's the studio home he lived. And he never
1: released them, it was just for him. And there's music videos, there's music to, videos. to singles that haven't been released and or they're, seen, all, yeah. they're all in a vault. They're all in a vault, yeah. But he never put out. <laughs> <But> <laughs> That's what I love about him, oh man. he was man. fucking <laughs> such a genius. Um, and, and something that never, ever, well, not saying never, but it, it kind of gets overlooked on. Uh, what a guitar player.
2: He fucking he could have add anyone. Amazing like. guitar
1: player. Yep. Fucking unbelievable guitar. Um, so yes, Prince, we love you. We miss you, buddy. Prince
2: love it. Absolutely um, unbelievable. Second album, I have to mention it because I'm not allowed to mention anything too metal because it'd be fucking tears. No, but,
1: no, uh, no. I don't stop you. <coughs> I know you have a a, a, a metal fetish.
2: Well, would have put up blood incantation, but it's yeah. a seven song, ninety minute uh, epic about aliens. Yeah, well, that's, a, you know what I mean? Like, why? Would so you I'm going to go for the complete opposite. Uh, the opposite, and that's it. It's a nine-song album that's about four hours long. and has 13-minute albums, and it's by Tull. Uh, so Fear Inoculum came out this year, and it sort of took the word by storm for a wee while, and right. it knocked Taylor Swift off the fucking top of the Billboard charts and all this. Ooh. iTunes charts sorry, sorry, Billboard oh. doesn't exist anymore. You Billboard's don't buy stuff like on record not- shows. They're yeah. so old. But, uh, yeah, people weren't expecting it to be as good as it was and it genuinely is good I was I was at a point where I had to stop listening to it for a while because I listened to it that much right so it was on constant rotation now let me get let me just explain one thing I can't play a single thing that's on this album not even the drums the drum parts are Becky McBonkers like have you tried in my dreams (laughs) it's really
1: heavy like? No? it's
2: like no i don't even want to touch it right okay it's embarrassing jesus like i get scared at the start <laughs> of it it's just intimidating from start to finish the soundscape of the whole thing is fucking it just i have it on usually if when i get home late on and if karen's making dinner or karen's away to, to her home in straban or something that's my wife i'll put it on the surround sound mm. and just blend into the sofa like Just face melted. Just walking about my (laughs) nags. What the fuck is life, man? But it's, uh, yeah, it's one of those albums. And it didn't disappoint. Usually they do. It's been 13 years since their last album. So there was a big major build up to this. And when it came out, people were fucking freaking. So that's all my music. So don't worry. There's not going to be any more.
1: Jesus, you're allowed to have it. Sure, isn't it? Isn't it your podcast? I know, but I don't want to
2: mention Pig Destroyer and all that stuff. Because people
1: start freaking the fuck out. But at least it gives them an idea of what sort of who you are. But that's what I don't want them to know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to keep that fucking secret. Uh well I yeah, so I've uh a few um uh new music, I suppose, in that sense, when it comes to twenty nineteen. Uh, I talked about it in Fontaine's DC. And yep. I went to see them last week and I complained about it in the last episode, but so we're not talking about that. but You went to see them two weeks ago, Connor? Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, four weeks we're ago. We're in the new was, year, sort in the year, sort of. Uh, yeah, I mean, the album is amazing. Um, it's uh, uh, very. I don't know what you call it. It's, it's sort of indie, but it's sort of.
0: Rock,
2: that oh, sort of, it is, that is. Yeah, what but I heard live, and it was very little. Like I said in our Chili Peppers episode, I, I only heard one song.
1: I would say the Dublin Joy Division would be the way what? to really. I mean, it's kind of that sort of. The front man, definitely the front man, is is Curtis vibes. Uh, definitely that Ian Curtis vibes. Um, very awkward. Very looks like he doesn't want to be there, and and, and is genuinely looks like he's been forced to go out there mm-hmm. and didn't want to do it. But then puts in a fucking stellar performance of singing. Um the the guitars in it, it's yeah. I it's very rare you see people playing guitar with a beer bottle now. Mm-hmm. Um but they have this sound that they create with a beer bottle thing and one of the tunes. So yeah they've always they're 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 trying their best. And Kind of like what we talked. I've talked about before um, with Hardy Monkeys and Jerry Cinnamon that they sing in their own accent as well. Yeah. So you've got a really deep, deep Dublin yeah. accent coming through in the on the on the songs. So yeah, Fontaines DC. The DC stands for Dublin City. So um, yeah, check that album called. Oh, God. is that what it stands for? Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Not district capital. Nope. Uh, and then speaking of capital, then we have another band which. I, uh, nearly going to be controversial say they're better than also from Dublin very nearly no joke nearly a mirror image type band mm-hmm. uh, called the murder capital and uh, maybe a bit heavier than, than Fontaine's DC would would Roni
2: speaking in the third person Roni's me hey like murder capital
1: I think Roni might like Ronie, murder, murder capital um, mm. more is less if you get a chance to listen to that song more is less is a good tune okay uh yeah, but both from Dublin, and again, and another sign of, if you look at what's going on with the sort of hip-hop scene down there as well, there's a big mm-hmm. music scene in Dublin, the one was really, really thrilling. Also Limerick. Limerick, yeah. It's yeah. good. yeah, South in general is through. Mm-hmm. Even, Hitler uh, but even uh, Inhaler are actually not that bad. Um, Isn't there a West Belfast hip-hop
2: duo who only rap Oskelga, and they're called Kneecap?
1: Oh, so your sniffer dogs are shite? <laughs> they're some boys, them boys. One of my favourite tunes of the year, Your Sniffer Dogs Are Shade. There was something about... Chin, brain, chin, undercover, cops, a kid. I don't even know what brain chin is, but I know it's an I Irish. I more of them. It but I remember... Lunacy, man? Kneecap comes on, and I'm thinking, where the fuck was kneecap when I was doing Irish at school? Yeah. you imagine learning Irish and you had that hip-hop going? I was like, oh, that is... I know. You'd be on it, man. Uh, yeah kneecaps very good but versatile as well and the yeah. south uh, doing great stuff too but yeah so that's uh, the, the, the Irish music scene in general is really kicking off um, but the next album I'm going to talk to you about is from a French artist Mathilde oh
2: Mathilde she is I think my friend Father Snow's
1: come with her in France nah no, I'm only joking nah
0: <laughs>
2: don't
1: say sorry because he mad Mathilde is my new um, my new love Oh I love her. Oh this is a real? This oh. is a real, yeah. No, Mathilde, uh yes. Connor, put
2: your top back on Connor. Put your top back
1: on. Rub myself. Uh Matil has a couple of tunes out, singles. Um I don't know if uh that's her name or if it's the name of the band, I'm not too sure. But uh very um how about you call it it just sounds French. Are you gonna say this she has like that a, certain you ne know, what? No, I wasn't going to do
2: that. Here, I said it, it's Rudy podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's something just there's a a lovely, nice wee left here. There's oh. a, uh, the music's quite good. Yeah, it's. I'm definitely going to look up her pictures or sorry, her music on uh, the Spotify. This yeah, let's go to the Spotify. It's um, it's fairly good music. Um, so I don't think you'd be into it, but okay. I know uh, it's it's very well done. It's very well put together and catchy as fuck some of the stuff um, for it to be... Here, man, I get mellow too. Stuff.
2: I'm a pop man. I know you're a pop. I'm into melodies, man. I'm into it.
1: Well, speaking of the next uh, recommendation, because there's no melodies in this, is Kate Tempest. Um, Kate Tempest does the... Or Tempest, I've heard someone call her. I was like, no, it's Tempest.
2: Tempest?
0: Yeah,
1: Tempest. Kate Tempest. Uh, Kate Tempest doing um, a sort of spoken word... Um, might not be into that no probably not but if you, I will give these all listen. if you be get be the chance uh, and I will bring Rony's review in Rony, January yes that's what we'll do Rony's right. review fuck you, <laughs> you meet me like that fucking uh, chat uh, bit no, no. Kid Tempest yeah well uh, uh, Fire Smoke is the song I would suggest to go and, right. uh, and listen to and then finally we've got Pegs 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 what Pegs 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 Pegs
2: what who's what why what's that
1: it's a band called Pegs, 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 pegs pegs, <laughs> pegs, 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 Pegs.
2: Are they really called that? Yeah, they're called Pegs, Pegs. Or have pegs, you had a right, oh, I, pegs, I fucking got it the first oh, fucking oh. time. All right, uh, seven times, seven pegs. Yeah, seven little piggies. <laughs> <laughs> what about? Um, uh, so, what is their vibe?
1: Their vibes, you. I think you would like them. Oh, yeah, they you're kind of kind of signed. <laughs> Of madness. Oh, it's mad. All oh, right. Oh, he, yeah. He, no, I, I, I think I genuinely do. You think you would like them? So, uh, yeah. Pigs, pigs. Where pigs, are they from? Pigs, pigs. Are pigs, you pigs fucking. Pigs. Con- <laughs> you absolutely. <laughs> where are they from? I don't know. Um, they could be from fucking Dumore. They could be from Dumore. No, I think they're English. Okay. Um, I think the uh, the people know call them Pig Seven. <gasps> just where have I seen that? Because they're cheap and lazy when they should be called it the full title, which is yeah. Peace, 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 peace. <laughs> <laughs> Conor's gone.
3: <laughs> Brain's all over the wall.
1: Final album of the year, and I know it's going to be a shocker, but Iggy Pop.
3: Yeah. I'll go, Iggy yeah, Pop's yeah, new album that's...
1: is fucking brilliant. That James Bond tune is lethal. A song uh, yeah. called James Bond. I, I've got on it on the,
2: the Spotify, but I haven't listened to the whole thing yet. But. Go
1: and take a listen. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely very surprising. And finally, uh, a song, which I heard one day on the radio, and then I had to go and find out what it was because... The final verse in the song was like, Jesus, I want to fucking take on the world. Uh, I've never heard a song that uh, completely summed up the problem of the world today in one fucking verse. Uh, But yeah, it's called uh, Trouble Every Day by She Drew the Gun. So if you get a chance to listen, it's a great tune, very catchy and all the rest, but the third and final verse talking about that. You
2: should put these on a Spotify playlist and then put the playlist up on our Facebook for people to listen to you oh,
1: right. yeah. Well, Oh, right. Or, or you could just tune into sex music. <laughs> play, oh, they just do that all the time. I hear something I'm going, oh, what's that? And then I find out they're using sex music. One more um, song.
2: One more song. Right. This is mine. And this is by Local girl, Local Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, The band's
1: Motel Sundown. Yes, I've heard it. It's a fucking banging tune. Lethal tune. I actually sent it then. I tagged my family who are in Chicago or just outside of Chicago. It's called Chicago. To tell them. By uh, Motel Sundown. And yes. it's, Two girls, I'm not sure where your girl
2: Naomi's from, but Karen Turley's from OMA here. Karen's from OMA, yeah. And there's other guys in the band. I really apologise, I don't know your
1: names, but I think they're from the Liverpoolian lads. But, I mean, would it be our podcast if we had researched something?
2: No, they're They're probably not even from Liverpool. In fact, is Karen even from OMA? I know she is, but I'm probably wrong. (laughs) Fucking tubes. I'm going <laughs> to get you, Langer, you bitch.
1: Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> Langers, right. Well, anyway, so we're coming to the end uh, for something we thought we'll do, a 40-minute quick broadcast. <laughs> uh We've went way over the iron mark. So finally, the last thing was uh, we want to talk about gigs of the year, any gigs we want to see. Um, um, I Yeah, I've been to a few, a couple. Of, I want to see Jerry Cinnamon twice this year. Cinnamon Ulster Hall. Francis cinnabons fancy silly buns I've seen him uh, no I've seen him actually I've seen him three times this year Jesus Christ he's not that good man what he's not we that we good, good but what I tell you right Well, whoa, whoa I'm gonna get a lot of fucking stick for that I, I, I've only heard two songs no, I don't he, know no, anything else he genuinely isn't like he's a busker he's not a great like, no, but you'll not see or feel an atmosphere at a concert like it it's been 20 years since I felt it. it's been like, it is like mental so no matter if you don't like the music you don't like anything go and watch his concert Okay. I don't know what it is. He just attracts all the fucking wine nuts of the world, <laughs> yeah. and the place is just mental. Um, so no matter what city he goes to, it's it's always a good gig. So it's like a, the progression this year. If you think the first time, well, the first time I was a year before, was in Limelight, four hundred and fifty mm-hmm. people, and then Ulster Hall, thousand people, and then Balsamic, four thousand, and then Odyssey, ten thousand, in the space of twelve months, which is mental. Uh, with people no, like drugs, kind with of? No yeah, yeah, cocaine's a lot to blame for. <laughs> um, <laughs> with no record label, no radio play, that's why I Yeah, that's like that. that's pretty funny. Um, sure. And uh I went to see the Barnables because I, lo- I love my boys like the Barnables, yes. Uh what about yourself? <coughs> I went to see Ennio Morricone at the
2: start of the year with my wife. Pingu and his his lady friend Nadine. Mm-hmm. And it was fucking amazing.
1: Yes. Because it, be, it was in the three arena. Ennio Morricone.
2: It was in the three arena. He's old as shit. So he's about to drop any fucking minute and after every like three songs when they were taking their break and their changeover of their notes and all the orchestral nonsense to do, he would step off his V podium and bow and every time he did it the fucking roar got bigger because they were like I know that must be tough for him because he's no guy like and he's coming up and down and he doesn't need to move because he's sitting in his seat and he's orchestrating and he's a conductor like but it was a fucking sight to behold. And the sound, the sound in like, room, I mean, man. some of
1: the stuff he's produced and some of the pieces oh, he's written over the years is unbelievable. The minute he hit the, the Untouchables. Mission, the mission was always The mission like, alone. The mission is The f-
2: mission alone is phenomenal. But the minute he hit the Untouchables mm-hmm. and Hateful Eight and then oh. started doing the Spaghetti Western stuff, uh, the, Westerns was- the whole place was fucking dicks out. <laughs> like, it was brilliant. Even Karen had her dick out. Dick
1: was out. <laughs> well, mine was out. <laughs> Double tag, man. Uh, so- <laughs> So, Ennio Morricone, yes, absolutely. That would have been a great one. I'm trying to think. Uh, Fontaine's DC, uh, I've uh, yeah, seen them uh, and complained about them in the last yeah. few episodes ago. Band of Skulls, When is the Band of Skulls uh, in the Empire, in Belfast, they we were uh, uh, doing the 10-year anniversary of their first album, so they played the full album, started funny, so I was very happy because that's what I started yep. to find out about them. Uh, everything since then has been eh, all right, but Belfast just didn't turn out, hey? <laughs> Belfast fast didn't turn up there was very few at it and okay. uh yeah it's a pity but again they're a great band if you get a chance to listen going through so that was our gigs of the year apart from like our actual gigs that we do yeah, yeah. <laughs> because if we were to list them that's a three-hour podcast that's a long podcast but i'm not allowed to
2: mention them because it's somebody's wedding. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh yeah that's so bad. apparently uh, so yes, that's our sort of uh, brief slash longer than we thought review of the year. Very brief. What would be your moment of the year, Connor? Uh, yes, my moment of the year. Uh, I think we've got,
2: the, we've got the same one.
1: Let's not pretend
2: that we didn't talk about this before we started. I
1: I thought my acting was very good there. No. Nah. No, there is only one in all fairness. There is only one. And uh, I wonder, should we just... Just play it out. I think you're right. Um, so yes, ladies and gentlemen, th- thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for just joining us this year because uh, we started in, in August time, time, And uh, we didn't know if we'd go past 10 and we're now into the 20s.
2: And we didn't anticipate more than like seven people to listen to it. And yeah.
1: And it's going great. And uh, yeah, so we're into episode number 20, coming into 2020. So we're in our 20s, coming into 22, 20.
2: 22, 23? It, who knows One
1: ones. and uh yeah so thank you very much for listening and uh joining in at times and and people yeah. giving us you know um, there's been a
2: lot of good um good feedback there's we
1: a got a lot of pure feedback
2: as well well actually well, not a lot, do you know what i have to do do you know
1: what i do have to do there's been a lingering question
2: there there. yes there was a lingering, there was a question.
1: lingering question so somewhere along i think it was during the arctic monkeys episode When a question was asked about uh, people singing in their own accent and then using words from their own area, Mm -hmm. the question came up, I didn't know anything about uh, Keezy's, Mm -hmm. so Jerry Cinnamon has a song called Keezy's, and I didn't know what Keezy's up or Keezy's down meant. Yes. Um, uh, I thought it was a person, like me. You're Keezy. I'm Keezy, so I thought, well, in my head he was singing to me, but it... You know, because is up and is down. Because that's me. I'm up and I'm down. Up and, you know down. I mean? up and down. Like fuck. a fucking yo-yo. Um, but uh, it turned out it wasn't. So uh, thankfully then, one of our long-term listeners uh, decided to send us a wee message explaining is up, is down.
2: Do you want to say who that person is? Yes,
1: yeah, So uh, Stephen O'Connor in uh, Cumbernauld, outside of Glasgow.
0: Fair
1: mm-hmm. uh, pretty, Stephen. He sent us a wee message to let us know that... Uh, Keezy's actually is something we all know, but we just don't call it Keezy's. So uh, I'll let him explain.
3: Yep. Can't believe I got a shout out on the podcast. Absolutely thrilled with that. And to answer your question, Keezy's, it's, I, I don't know if you had had this kind of experience, but when you were a kid playing like Tig or uh, hide and seek, and someone was about to get caught, and they were a bit of a black sheep, bit of a, <laughs> um, let's say, a uh, slow one, the, the asthmatic kid that couldn't, uh, they couldn't run too fast, what they could do is put their thumbs up and say Keesies, uh and "keesies up means that you're, you're, you're safe, so you're almost like an, in a den, I don't know if you used that term as well, in a den, and, and it meant you couldn't be caught, even though they were standing right next to you, but, um, so you get people going, um I'm, I'm, I'm not able to get caught, and you would have to leave them, um, and then as soon as you left them, they would... Put their keys back down again and you would be able to chase them, but by the time you chased them, they would put their keys up again. They were little shites, absolute little shit bags that made you chase them and then uh stopped you from being able to catch them. So I uh, keys up. So
1: uh, you see
2: there you have it. That so. is it. Also, I'd just like to say, Stephen, thanks very much, because from minute one he's been totally supportive, listening to everyone.
1: Yep and I would say there's fuck all else to do in Cumbernauld that's why he's asking. but that he would kill me for that yeah he probably would have. Yeah. Uh, so thank you Stephen for sending us and uh, if anybody else wants to send us in any uh, wee messages go on ahead if there's not
2: Suede Collins and not uh, not Mackie not any of them people ah, send them in not sure. McDade not McGrath just, none of them
1: boys just send them all to Ronnie Um uh, <laughs> Hey, ready send me weird stuff and <laughs> But yes, uh, I mean it's 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 been a bit of crack. I think we've enjoyed it. Yeah, and, I've uh, really, I,
2: I have enjoyed it. To be I, honest with
1: you, I don't think we'll stop. now. I think we'll continue into twenty twenty unless.
2: Yeah, uh, we've got a few exciting ideas come up. A few
1: th- absolute masterpieces we haven't touched. Purposely, yeah, we haven't we're, touched. We're, no, we haven't gone. And we're not saying they're not the best, but no, we no. just know that they're going to need a lot of work and a lot yeah. of effort put into it. Yeah. yeah uh so yes um as always like we say please go and like subscribe and uh comments and all that sort of stuff and thank you for interacting with us and thanks for listening and so yes our favorite moment of the year yeah now um well yes we did talk about this and we know what it is and if you haven't seen it well you need to go and watch it you do and so with that we'll just leave you with the 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 greatest moment of 2019 and on that note that's goodbye from me connor keys and goodbye from mr ronan mullen happy new year bitches here we go the best moment it's the fucking moment of the millennium of 2019 (laughs) slash millennium goodbye
2: well i'm afraid that's all we've got time for
1: tonight well, no. <laughs> thank you anyway, but we've got uh, a great montage of police dogs set to music.
3: We do, indeed, indeed yeah.
1: I love you as I
0: never loved before.
3: You're going to ruin
1: a slow-mo
2: sequence of since Alsatians since jumping up and biting I the arms of dog you. handlers set to I'm Hungry Like the Wolf
1: by Joanne Joanne. It's great TV. Come on, lads, come on. Come to
0: me. Please stop playing. All my dream of love is over. I love you as I loved you. When you were sweet. When you were sweet. Sixteen. Come out, your black and tan, come <laughs> and fight me like a man. Show your <laughs> wife how you won medals down in Flanders. Tell her <laughs> how the eye made, made you run like that away. Run the, the green, green and lovely lanes of Killer Sanders. <laughs> Armored cars and tanks and guns came to take. Our sons, but every man should stand behind the men behind the wire. Come on, Simon! Guns and tanks and guns here to take away our sons, and every man should stand behind the men behind the wire. Have ah, that was at that, there, that mighty, yeah. double O f**king bollocks. Oh my God, that was like an advert for the IRA. Who are we going to blame?